right, um, this is my uh, first um, podcast interview in over a year. Um, a lot of logistics reasons, not being able to get people on interviews, uh, blah, 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 pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Um, but today we have um, Giovanni, who is actually a coworker of mine um, at my current job. And um, um, this will be uh, the first interview in over a year. And uh, please be remembered to uh, like, share, and give me five stars. It really helps with the um, ratings and uh, distribution of the podcast. Thanks. Here we go. Um, I'm here with uh, Giovanni. Hello. And um, a, again, a coworker of mine. And um, just going to have a, a chit chat with him about his life in Chicago and stuff like that. So I usually start the, these interviews with um, what are you doing in Chicago? Uh, you know, I'm just booing. <laughs> As the young people like uh, like to say. No, um, I'm just starting. I'm, I, I pretty much have a family going. I'm trying to like you know just have that nice American life, American way of life. Um, trying to raise my kid. You know, just she was born like five months ago, six months ago. Better be six months. Um, so I'm just trying to set like a nice stable life for myself, and I, I think like uh, I'm on a good. Um, yeah, I got a nice, nice little thing going on right now, so that's that's pretty decent. Um, you, you, I, from what I rem- I gather from before, you've, you've lived most of your life has been in Chicago, correct? Yeah, I want to say like at least twenty four years now. I'm twenty five, so uh, came to Chicago when I was a couple months old. Oh wow! Yeah. Um. What do you remember? What was what would be? Um, uh, that's interesting because I, I know a lot of people that have come here at an older age, um, but not at months old. Um, what would be one one of the first memories you remember, uh, like being in Chicago or just? being alive I guess in Chicago so yeah uh, a little bit of background um, so my family comes from the Mexico right um, and it was at some point in my entire like my entire family was found in one household um, and that's pretty much where like, the start of my memories come from uh, it was this household in uh, I can give a neighborhood it's Belmont Craven right um, from what I remember, Belmont Reagan at the time had a large immigration population. And for a long time, I thought that was just a norm. I thought it was normal for like an entire house to have like, or like one floor, three bedroom uh, floor to have like three different families. That's what I was just used to. Um, that's pretty much the start of my, uh, yeah, yeah, that was pretty much like how how you remember when you first yeah, got here? Yeah, pretty much. It was like crowded. Um, again, this is just my household, right? Right. Um, it was crowded. There's like uh, two other families I didn't know. Honestly, I was lucky um, that nothing did happen just because living with the other strangers is kind of weird. 
No, it is weird. Yeah. yeah. So, so you kind of, from your what you remember, you were basically, you know, so, uh, like beginning to live your life in Chicago, and you were in one apartment. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And it was strangers living with you oh yeah yeah oh wow that's interesting yeah um i remember i think there's it was an older dude yeah uh i don't i don't remember what his name was um but it was an older dude i remember him being nice i don't think he did anything bad <laughs> you know, he, older dude uh um, statue of limitations has passed <laughs> you know, oh that dude's probably dead by now. he was that that much older he, he was that much older he had like gray hairs i remember did your parents know him? I don't know. You don't know? I, I really don't know. You never asked about him afterwards? No, I was like three at the yeah. time, so I didn't really figure, and I don't think they remember at this point. Um, and the other family I remember, uh, we became fairly close up until like a couple of years ago before the pandemic, where we just kind of lost touch. Um, but yeah, the other family was pretty much in the same boat as us. They were immigrants. so. They probably had the same risks and the same, you know, whatever problems, similar problems uh, to us. So it wasn't really that much different for them. Okay. Um, you have any brothers and sisters? Yeah, one brother. Older. Yeah. That's it? Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much older is he? Than? He's uh, seven years older. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, I don't know what the hell my, my parents were thinking. <laughs> I'm probably, honestly, I'm probably, uh, what you call it, a mistake. Right? <laughs> a little happy surprise. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> a better way to say it. <laughs> um, so, that means that you went to school, Chicago Public Schools, your whole life, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, CPS, man. That, what, what, that was a ride. What was your grammar school? Oh, I'm not going to say, just because it's like, starting to get a little bit too... You know, too <laughs> Okay, you can normally pinpoint, like, all right, this this man. Yeah, yeah, so Northwest Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, Um, there's a number of schools there. Right. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It wasn't the greatest. Honestly, there's nothing that really stands up about the school. All I remember um, is that at the time, everything was pretty bad. Like, this was around the time of uh, where gangs started wearing colors. Right. Um, that you're familiar with because I remember growing up in my neighborhood and they've been wearing colors forever. But I understand what you're saying. That, yeah. That it, it became an issue. Like you couldn't wear certain colors and you had to be in the right neighborhood. You had to know the right people, blah, blah, blah. Did you guys also have a uniform policy? Is that a um, yes. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that because around that time um, that you're probably mentioning, a lot of the schools in, I grew up in Little Village, a lot of the schools in Little Village did change to a uniform policy, which okay. which was basically um, like a white shirt or a white polo. Yeah, white polo, and maybe dark, pants. Yeah, dark yeah. color pants. Yeah. They were like somewhat like gang neutral, so kind of keep the kids out of trouble, blah, blah, blah. But that didn't, that didn't prevent anything. Can I this podcast? Is yes, you can. All right, yeah, that didn't prevent shit. <laughs> Um, I the, do, you, do you remember being picked on by like local gangs? Uh, I don't remember anything. I think I was just lucky. I was like this dorky ass kid. I was a little right. chubby, chubby kid, right? Okay. Nobody, nobody really wanted to mess with me. I would run and then I would get like out of breath on the fifth step. That's how, <laughs> that's how I was out of shape. I You're like, like, this guy's not worth recruiting. You know? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, funny story. I actually didn't want to at some point join the game just because that, that's how the lifestyle was, right? Right. It was a click. Yeah, yeah. And um, looking back now, like I can tell that these kids were just like wannabes. Yeah. Right. Thankfully, they weren't part of anything, but it did like get quote unquote initiated. Yeah. Um, but they were just like, man, you're funny. You can't hang, man. <laughs> Like, like, we were, like, running, and, like, I just got so out of breath that I had to stop running. It's like, man, you're just, you're just a little bit too fat for this. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I, 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 I might have mentioned this in, uh, in another podcast interview, but we, in, growing up in Little Village, we, my brothers and I were considered, like, the nerds of the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so... There was a one time where somebody comes up to my brother and, in a block party and they were like, what you be about? You know, trying to get tough with my brother. And his gangbanger friend was like, leave him alone. He's just a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but, but because of that, because everybody kind of had that idea about us, we never really got... Nobody wanted to recruit us. Nobody yeah. wanted to even like... Nobody even wanted to hang with us because we were like the nerds of the neighborhood. Careful, fool! He has like three D twenties of them. Don't throw it at you. He he says words with three syllables, bro. Let's let's get out of here. Oh man, he can do long division. You know? Right, right, exactly. I mean, we we were like um, we would skateboard, play Dungeons and Dragons. So, bro, that's some California type of vibe. Well, well, it's funny you mention that because I recently um, met somebody that was uh, that lived in California, but they're originally from Kansas, mm-hmm. and I was telling him that, like, growing up, that my brothers and I would like skateboard and play Dungeons and Dragons and listen to like like punk rock and like hardcore punk rock and stuff like that. And he's like, like when I was like, like in the eighties, like late eighties, nineties, and he he turns to me and he's like, everybody was doing that, like that was normal, like yeah. And I, it didn't hit me until he said that 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 was just one of those things that you know kids in the United States would do. Yeah, it was like the the, the odd thing was to be in a gang, to be like, see, it's, that was the opposite. It's odd for them, right? Just because uh, I. I I think Little Village at the time wasn't like super, like very affluent, right? I don't know how the culture. It's was. Not, it hasn't been affluent. I don't think ever. <laughs> right, right, right. But like, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, that's normal. But that's normal for like, the like the the caucus, you know, for right. my friends in the caucus. Right, 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 right. But but that's another thing too is that, um, like my family, we we never leaned. Like we we appreciated our you know Mexicano roots and all yeah. that, but we didn't let that hold us back to enjoy the stuff we were on to do. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that sounds healthy as hell. That like, is because uh, I um I didn't have that experience, right? Uh, my parents were very Mexican, um, but they, didn't, <laughs> they were from Mexico. They were so Mexican, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they were. They were very much like into their culture, and then when I first, like started to integrate into American society, they were just like, "Mijo, why are you so?" And they would say like, "Why are you so white?" Right? Just because um, at some point, like, I feel like I have still have a bit of an accent, but at some point that that's gone. You don't. I've been. I don't know. I've been told by my spouse, right, that I have an accent. Yeah. I don't hear it. Yeah. But I don't know. I. I, I, I 
maybe, maybe, maybe I don't hear it either because I've been told <laughs> I have an accent. And when I first heard, this was years ago, but when I first heard that somebody said, oh, you, you have an accent, I was like, wait, really? Do I? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but if I was in my neighborhood, um, I, I come off as sounding white yeah quote right. unquote white it's because you know <laughs> and the, there goes those three syllable words again you know? <laughs> and and it, it, it well my uh, quick story and i've said this yeah. a couple of times on my uh, other interviews but uh, my mom came here in 64 and she mm-hmm. actually um uh when she came to chicago she actually was in we're at um currently at one of the conference rooms at, at work so um, my mom actually grew up like not too far from here. Um, and back then it was like a, like a low rent, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like the seedy hipster part of Chicago, like not anymore. But um, she, my mom would listen to, of course she would listen to a lot of the Mexican music that she grew up with when, when she was still in Mexico. Mm-hmm. But she listened to like Beatles and like 60s soul, like Northern soul. So yeah, you got that diversity in you. Right. Yeah. So right. So like there was times growing up when my my classmates would say, "Oh, have you heard you know this Gloria Trevi song?" And I'd be like, "I don't know who Gloria Trevi is." Um, it's because my mom and dad didn't listen to Gloria Trevi. Right. Um, but that uh, I think I don't think it was that. Because my mom and dad were my, my yeah my mom and dad are are very proud of their Mexican culture to this day. Um, my dad's you know passed away a couple of years ago, but um, they were like hardcore Mexicanos. Every anybody that stood still long enough, they would tell them that you know they came from Mexico. Right. Uh, but they still allowed us to kind of develop. Um, like kind of go with the flow of American culture, United States culture. See, what I, I think it's part of like uh, being an immigrant, right? But there's a sense of you are going to a different land and you want to preserve whatever culture you can, um, but integrating into American society after a certain age when you're not educated and you don't have um, any kind of support really, uh, there's a sense of xenophobia that happens, right? Just because my um, my dad uh, and my mom specifically were like really, really upset when I started losing. Like I can speak Spanish, but it's broken as hell. I'm practically an Osabo yeah. kid, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're just like really upset at me, but at the same time, I'm just like, bro, I go to an American school. I go to an American high school. I'm talking to nothing but like English speakers, right? I'm no longer in ESL classes. Um, and like I, it's so difficult to preserve that culture, even it, even though that Chicago is a very diverse and in, like I feel like I'm at my most diverse right now just because I I, I had the opportunity to be. Um, it's very difficult just because everything is segregated, and for a long time, like I was just like within the confines of my own neighborhood. Right. So that kind of like I don't know. Uh, growing up, that was just a difficult uh, trying to divert trying to find my own identity that kind of way. Right. Because I didn't was I wasn't exactly Mexican. Right. Right? Or Mexicano. You see, that's kinda of like the thing. You say Mexico, yeah. for for me it's a little foreign. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um Mexico. 
Mexico. <laughs> Why are you Mexican? <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I'm following you because uh, yeah. when growing up in Little Village, there was still like a few like uh, you know weddles that weddle families that still lived in the neighborhood, but most of the neighborhood was Mexicano families. Yeah. First uh, and you know second generation, if I remember correctly. There wasn't, I don't think there was any third generation Mexicano families. Like you would find like in Bridgeport or mm -hmm. other parts of the city. So I do remember that when I went to high school, it was the first time that I actually had classmates that were, you know, African-American, right. you know, just weddles in general. And that, got a little getting used to only because I just never experienced that before mm -hmm. but being like the quote-unquote nerds that we were um, in my neighborhood I was still able to relate with a lot of the widows and the you know african-americans that were there because I knew a lot of the American culture yeah. a lot of pop culture because you know that's just kind of shit I like you know I like cool stuff you know so I was able to relate whereas I had friends classmates that were Mexicanos that were like you know that came from you know Mexico like a few years before this is high school and they were just kind of like in limbo you know they they they, they didn't have any other classmates that you know yeah quote-unquote just arrived um, but also they couldn't really relate to um, like regular American culture. Bro, e, high school was a uh, was a trip, right? Because that was the first time I ever saw my first white person. <laughs> <laughs> like I've never seen like the only like white people that I would see would be my my teachers. Yeah, right? and they were kind of like I guess culturally more sensitive towards you. Yeah, and then like I, I guess that's correct for me too because in yeah. grammar school all. The, I think it wasn't until like when I was in seventh and eighth grade where they actually had Latino or Spanish speaking a, a double, you know, dual language teachers that started to come in. But for the most part, they was like, you know, they were all basically all uh, white ladies, like yeah, white women. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Like, and they were old, man. Like, they were like in their 50s and like probably 60s. Bro, my third grade teacher was the meanest bitch. Like, <laughs> Uh, when I was a wait, 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 why would you say that? <laughs> so I was at ESL for like the first like a uh, couple of years uh, in grammar school, right? Third year uh, was the first time I was out of ESL. Mm. So that was the first time where I was just straight up speaking English, nothing but English. But I didn't quite get the concept that these were two very different languages. Yeah. Me, I was Mexican. Uh, I'm sorry, I was speaking Spanish. Mm -hmm. And I saw the similarities, like, there are some Latin uh, roots in English, but English is kind of like this amalgamation of uh, a bunch of different languages. I didn't make that connection. Mm -hmm. I, and, like, this teacher would get on me for making up words in English. It's yeah. like, I'm trying my best here. Like, <laughs> this language doesn't make any sense. Excuse me. Like, I don't know Germanic. I don't know... <laughs> Yeah, I'm being creative, creative over here. Leave me alone. Fucking uh, phonics, like I, it, it blew my mind that that started with a ph. I never understood that when I was like three, and I like I would try to spell out a word, and then I would remember, wait, there's fish, but then there's phonics, right? Yeah, yeah. Does it start with a ph or does it start with an f? So, so how how was the the third grade teacher? Would she sweat you about that stuff? Yeah. 
yeah, like all the time. Um, like she would mark me down and whatever just because <laughs> I didn't know, like, hey, like, I don't know. And, and there was a sense of non understanding. And she was like older white lady. Yeah. Right? And I was like, this, uh, I just didn't understand. It was pretty much. Um, and yeah. all my teachers before that were native Spanish speakers. Like they understood, they understood that struggle. Yeah. Um, so I just didn't have that, I guess, sympathy that I would normally have. Right. Which is why I'm just like, yeah, this, this person, I don't like this person. Right. She might have been nice, just not. <laughs> well, I, it, it must be something with third grade because my third grade teacher, I'm going to mention her name because, you know, she's probably not around anymore. <laughs> yeah, all right. She was so old, you know, but her name was Miss LaForce. And up until then, my name was Jaime. Okay. Uh, kindergarten, uh, first and second grade, Jaime. When I got to third grade, um, all of a sudden I'm Jamie. Yeah. So from, from third grade to eighth grade, everybody knows me as Jamie. If, if I run into any of my grammar school classmates and they call me Jamie, I'll know from what year, uh, what part of my life I know them from. Just based on, they, because they call me Jamie. Damn. And when I got to uh, high school, um, first day, we're doing like attendance and they're going down, you know, alphabetical order, you know, getting everybody's attendance. And there was two Jamies in front of me and they were both girls. Mm. Um, so when it got to me, they were like, um, uh, Jamie Duran, and I was like, hi, man. <laughs> and that was it. That's a click. That's a switch from all those years of the, from third to eighth grade, the third to like freshman year of being called Jamie. Just that one little switch of my name's Hyman, not well, Jamie. Honestly, I'm surprised that, like, you, that it was kind of accepted, you know? It, it so, was, and yeah. I, and I, I had a feeling that there was not going to be any like pushback on it. So that's why I just went for it. And I was like, yeah, my name's Hyman, not Jamie. And, and sure enough, everybody from everybody that knows me in high school knows me as either Jaime or Jaime. Did, um, did you have any classmates that like stuck by you like during your Jamie phase by any chance? Like that was there for that moment? That were there? Yeah, because in my head that's just funny as hell, right? So yes, I did, I did have <laughs> friends that were in high school that, you know, we all went to the same high school together. But, um, and you know what? I still talk to them and I'll probably ask them after, after this interview. <laughs> Like how they, you know, what they thought about that because there definitely was one of those moments where like, hey bro, we know you as Jamie. Why, why are you changing it to Jaime all of a sudden? Yeah, because bro, I just found my roots, bro. You know, <laughs> I'm a Mexicano. I'm not a Mexican. <laughs> Soy Chicano, I said. <laughs> oh man, if I was like, if I was there, I would imagine like, damn, did he say that at any point? All right. Did he let me know? All right, yeah. all right. But I, 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 like I said, I still have friends that. We're in grammar school with me, we're in high school with me, and are still friends with me now, and they they call me Hyman. I know, I know, because they we've had conversations, you know, recently, and they'll, they'll call me Hyman, not yeah. Jamie. So this switchover happened with them, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, would you happen to know any reason why your parents decided to come to Chicago? Did they have a gig here lined up, or so the so they just winged it? Or? I, I gotta take it at face value, right? Because because everybody wants to think that their parents have the best intentions, and I'm gonna you know whatever they tell you, 
might not be the truth, and I have a feeling that might be the case. But of course, so they have told you. They have told me that the reason that we came to the United States was because they wanted us to pursue an education. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how it was in Mexico. Um, just because it's I, crabby. I is it. Yeah. I've seen. Unless you get to the university level, mm-hmm. like everything, like below that is not a very good education. It's so religious, is what I've noticed. You know. Yeah, and um, a real quick story. Yeah. Um, my cousin that just arrived from Mexico. Um, he wanted to go apply at a uh, some uh, factory, and I went with him to apply. And I applied with him to kind of just you know be there with him. And I applied. So at the bottom of the um, uh, application, you have to sign your name. Yeah. So I told him sign his name, and he wrote it. Mm-hmm. He it was not in cursive. Uh, and see that's surprising. And and I asked him, I'm yeah. like, um, you write it in cursive. He's like, I don't know how. That's surprising, though. So I think my parents are college educated, um, okay. from what they've told me, but they're fairly like, like decently educated. Um, they, like they taught me how to do like. Do they, can they write in cur- cursive? They can write in cursive. They okay. My dad has a way better uh, signature than I do. Okay. Like, it, it's actually kind of legendary. Yeah, my mom and my dad is impeccable. It was really nice compared uh, to mine. <laughs> granted, they do come from the city, right? Yeah, well, so my mom was from the city, and yeah. my dad was uh, kind of a more rural, uh, little small town. A little paisano, yeah. ranchero type. Yeah. yeah, yeah. actually, on his, uh, um, I don't know, if it's the Mexican passport, it said a farmer mm. okay. as his occupation. So, I don't know. Like, they told me that it was for education. I really don't know. I don't know what, like, what it was, uh, how Mexico was at the time, right? Yeah. Uh, now that I look back, I look back on, like, all the... No, like this was like during my time in Facebook. I haven't actually looked into like news stories or whatever. But this all this cartel shit just makes me feel like, damn. Even though I'm pretty sure this wasn't a thing pre two thousand one, this is kind of like uh, I feel like it dodged dodge the bullet, right? Just by being in the United States, because that shit over there seems pretty bad. What uh, state in Mexico were you all from? Guerrero. Okay, so Guerrero is on uh, the north. West side on the west part. Yeah, it's a coastal. Okay. Coastal state. That's where, uh, like Sinaloa and um, uh, Puerto Vallarta area is, right? I think so, bro. I have no idea about Mexico. Right, right. Yeah, and that's another thing too. Is like you don't have any really memory of being in Mexico because you were a baby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it was, uh, I popped out, and, like, six months, nine months later, my mom was just like, all right, I guess we're going. My, my dad wasn't ready here. I think I think uh, it was already planned out. I think okay. it just, uh, the timing of it was pretty bad. Now it's two months early, too. Okay. So it could have been that, um, it could have been that they were planning to have me over here, but I just, like, surprise. Okay. Here I am. All right, all right. Um... But yeah, uh, according to them, that that's the reason why. I don't know. I think I got a better education over here. Honestly, I got really lucky because I managed to go to a magnet school at some point, um, and now I'm kind of moving up. Didn't finish my college degree because that shit's expensive. Right. <laughs> and the pandemic kind of also messed that up. But yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like they they got what they wanted mostly. I didn't get my bachelor's degree though. They're kind of like pissed about it. Do you plan to go back? I want to. Um, it's difficult though, just because it's still very much expensive. Yes. I would, yeah. I also don't uh, qualify for FAFSA. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> every time I'm, every time I talk to anybody, I'm just like, well, I'm gonna go back. I'm like, shit, bro. <laughs> 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 you 
go, will you fly out for me? <laughs> I'll do it. Right. 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 I'm trying to. Yeah. Shit. All right. So, I mean, uh, you know, fast forward, you're here. Yeah. Um, going to, you know, Chicago Public Schools. Um, yeah. What do you remember about growing up in Belmont Cragen, you said? Belmont Cragen, yeah. Uh, is there any, like, you know, memories that stand out of living in Belmont Cragen? Like I said, and what, what year was this about? Uh, I was there. Like, late 90s? Honestly, yeah, it was, like, early 2000s up until, like, the 20, like, late 2010s. So I lived a lot, a long time in Belmont Cragen, up until, I want to say, like, my first year of college. Okay. Um, then, like... At that point, I got a little bit more rebellious, and I started, like, going out and doing shit. But the thing about, uh, again, being an immigrant, there's, like, there's a lot of fear of going out, right? Because you don't, like, there's, like, a feeling that you're going to get taken. And, mm-hmm. like, and you might have seen the thing, like, the little disciplinary thing of, like, parents being, like, Mira ese, you know, ese hombre se te va a llevar. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Take that to like the extreme, though. But, right? but that was their way of kind of uh, keeping you uh, like in check, kind of. Yeah, to make sure you're aware of your surroundings yeah. and um, to make sure that you. I mean, because there's in the past twenty years, there's been a ton of deportations. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I've met people that in Mexico that were deported, mm-hmm. and so I mean, yeah, I mean. It's, my mom and dad were both, you know, they became citizens of the United States. So that stuff never really, um, never really was an issue for like my brothers and I, or pretty much anyone in my family. Yeah. But one thing um, too is that did, did you do that whole um, um, translating for your parents? Yeah. Yes, I did. You I did. had no idea what the hell I was saying. To them. <laughs> There's some words that do not translate, or they would ask me to do some like, um, like some legal whatever, like, oh, man. like banking. I don't know what the hell an interest is. Mira, te interesa? I don't know. I don't know what that. I don't know. I just didn't know. Well, like, I'm sure that was stressful, man. Oh yeah. Being a kid, basically a kid, yeah. and having to deal with these legal documents. And- yeah. yeah. Um, there was at some point where like my brother got in trouble with the law and then I had to like translate between the police officer and then my parents and I'm just like, bro, I'm seven. <laughs> I should be watching like, I don't know, cartoons or whatever. Oh, we should be watching Caillou, man. What the hell am I doing here? <laughs> the, it, it, but but I, yeah. I think that's um, a story of a lot of um, people that come. Yeah. You know, at at a young age, um, or people that are born here and have to kind of deal with all that kind of translation, interpretation stuff. You know. But uh, yeah. Uh, but to answer your question, which was like, how was it growing up by my grade? Yes. A lot of it was just being like restricted. Like I couldn't go out very much, right? Just because of that fear of either I don't know if it was because they thought I was going to get deported, get in trouble, whatever. X reason. Whatever reason, right? Pretty much my rap was just like, go to home, go to school. Um, I was a dorky-ass kid, so I didn't really have any friends. I was about to say, yeah. uh, did you have any friends? <laughs> <laughs> hey, were you fucking loser? It's like, it's like does the mailman count? Oh, <laughs> uh, I had, like, I, I had friends, but I feel like I also had developmental issues, right? 
just because um, I was always known as the weird kid, right? I, I wasn't eating glue or whatever. I can relate with that. Yeah, but um, I, according to my like teachers, I was really smart, but I, I just talked way too much. Okay. Um, and nobody was really listening kind yeah, of situation. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I was the weird, weird kid growing up. You know, <laughs> I was like, don't, don't, don't talk to Yvonne. To Yvonne, he's going to... He's not gonna stop. You know? <laughs> hey, you, you, I have a cousin that um, start when she starts talking to you. Yeah. It's like she's continuing a conversation, and and it always trips me out. Like she'll be like, "Yeah," and then she'll go into the conversation, and I'll be like, "I just stepped here like two seconds ago. Like, why are we talking about something that happened, you know, twenty five years ago?" <laughs> but it's because. They're just like their brain is just so crammed with information that they yeah. just want to have like a, a what do they call it like a, a springboard or a, a soundboard a soundboard yeah. to be able to get that information out. And I, I'm kind of like that too. Yeah, I, um, I, to I, the I, point where I've had people tell me like you know, all right, all right, let's not talk about that today. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, well, what? That, that's the conversation. That's what I want to talk about. You know, I, I've trained myself to just let people talk a little bit just give them their time you know what i'm saying and like um just because this is this happens we have a dnd thing going on at work right right and like i have to tell myself i'm just like there are other people here yeah let them do the thing they're gonna right. do some stupid shit but that's gonna be funny <laughs> <laughs> if they don't do stupid shit then i come and do something um but yeah to answer your question no i didn't have a lot of friends uh i mean well i had i had two older brothers and one younger brother so, and we were, our age difference was within four years. Yeah. Top or bottom. So you guys were all like intertwined with each other. You guys right. could actually and, talk to each other. Right. And not only that, like my brother's, my younger brother's friend could be my friend. My mm-hmm. older brother's friend could be my friend. And, and there was times where at my house, and I'm not exaggerating, there'd be like 13, 15 kids just kind of amassed in our house yeah. playing video games you know playing you know real time strategy games on the computer yeah. uh, when the internet first came out that was a lot that was a big draw too because we were like one of the like only families that had the internet yeah. and we knew yeah. our way around a computer because we've my brothers and I have been around a compu- computer since like the mid 80s so everybody was kind of like flocked to us like when MapQuest came out, like I'd have people call me, like on the like landline, and be like, "Hey, can you give me directions <laughs> to you know blah 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 this address?" And I'd be like, "All right." So we I go on the desktop and get the directions and relay that back to the person on the phone. Okay, you don't for legal purposes, you don't have to answer this. But <laughs> <laughs> did you <laughs> did you burn CDs? Were you were you absolutely the, were you the guy? Not not only did we burn CDs. But we had like a little school where we would show our friends, like a school, not school, <laughs> uh, instructing class where we would show um, our friends how to download, you know, songs and stuff like we were like with the whole like pirating stuff. Like we were like, yes, we were the source of all that in the neighborhood. <laughs> Fucking uh, LimeWire type of yeah, video. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, at some point, my brother showed me how to do it, and like that, that was his first mistake, right? Because like, because <laughs> not only was I like into music uh, or getting more into music, I started downloading whole ass discographies 
<laughs> so, like that's how I found out about Rage Against Machine. That's how I found out about like. And um, at some point, I fucked up, downloaded the wrong thing, and then suddenly the, the computer doesn't work. Ah, it's like, I was like, I don't know what happened. It wasn't I don't me. know what happened. You know, it's just <laughs> slow for some reason now. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, one thing I remember about that time, too, was that um, growing up in the 80s, like late 70s and 80s, I grew up mostly in the 80s, but to get music, you actually had to go to a... Uh, record store mm-hmm. or and you know a music store and buy a cassette tape or a vinyl record and what the hell is a cassette tape? <laughs> but so it's for us to hear like underground music like underground like punk bands or non-mainstream um, like music you had to go to like specific um, record stores and record shops to find those uh, either imports or very rare um, limited edition like you know vinyl or cassette tapes so when the like Napster and LimeWire and all that stuff started it was like it, it like like erased all of that need for all those record shops yeah. because then all you had to do was type in you know uh, Dead Kennedys, or yeah. you know, um, the Cramps, and you would get like pow, like you get their whole dis- discography, like, yeah. and it's like it, that blew my mind. There was like music that I haven't heard in years that I was able to download. You know, it'd be on my computer, and then I could burn it onto a CD within like an hour. That was like. A whole new dimension, man. Man, this is why little Romeo couldn't get that third mansion, man. <laughs> that was all you. I hope. Do you feel, do you feel guilty? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but see, that's the thing too with like the music industry nowadays. Um, major labels, like all like I'm not even gonna mention them. But I'm sure you know who they are. Um, they're they're not getting their artists anymore through like. Um, like some kind of like um, recruiter, you know, uh, you know, music artist recruiter would go to like some small venue mm-hmm. and they would hear a band and they'd be like, all right, then they give it to their boss and their boss will give it to their boss. And then the, some executive would be like, yeah, you know, give them this, you know, deal and then, you know, give them a one record or one album deal. Yeah. And that's how a lot like pre like 2005, I would say that's how the music industry was basically controlled Mm -hmm. but now especially especially now like today you know in in the year 2023 like a lot of these um, new uh, like music stars are blowing up through like social media like Instagram TikTok the the sad part about so a lot of music goes viral now right right but, and I hate to sound like an older person, but attention spans aren't what they used to be. So you only right. really hear like five, ten, ten seconds of the song. Yeah. Um, and then that blows up, but like the rest of the, the artist might not. Right. Know? So it's kind of like, it, it, it's cool. It's cool that you don't, you don't, you know, it's easier to get famous. But it's also like, does this fame really last? Like, you know? You know? Right. And, and, and that, I mean... It, that's definitely going to be put to the test uh, nowadays because that's happening more and more. So uh, before my time, what was really like the thing was singles. So 
like I'm talking about like the 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, the big record companies made their money with selling singles. So when I started listening to music, uh, mo- most artists were coming out with you know LPs and full like like sometimes with 15 songs mm-hmm. on um, on an album. So there would be like one or two songs that were like real bangers on that album, but the rest of them were fucking garbage, you know? It still feels kind of like that today. So what's happening, I think what's happening, like, I kind of feel like nothing's really changed. Yeah. Because you'll you'll have an artist that will have the one or two songs that everybody loves, that gets millions of plays, millions of downloads, and then they release a few other songs and people are like, nah, this not as good as the other two, you know? Well, the term singles are still being used today, right? I guess so, right? Yeah, like, yeah. they'll drop a single. It's usually, like, music, like, things that get music videos or, like, more, like, hype on social media that are singles. Right. So there's still, like, a production to, like, make the song a bop. Whereas, like, the rest of the album is just like, well, it could be good, it could be bad. Right. Um, what I usually find is that uh, albums will usually have their best songs first. Right. And then as the, as the CD progresses or as the, like, the, the playlist progress, um, it, it might get worse, it might stay the same. But you don't, you don't really get like the extra oomph you, you get in like the first couple songs. Well, one thing that... Uh, so, back in the day you had like your punk rock scene, then you had your post-punk scene, and then you had like your new wave scene. And then between that new wave scene and like pretty much like Nirvana, which was the early, you know, mid-80s to like the early 90s, um, after like new wave was kind of dying out, but Nirvana hadn't quite arrived yet, it started to become like this like college radio alternative music scene. Mm -hmm. And that's where, the reason I bring this up is because in those college radio, at those college radio stations, they would play a lot of B-sides. Okay. And the B sides were like, like the the other like the A. They had an A side of a cassette tape and a B side. A lot of the music that even like the artists and the you know the the, the album um, the the company that produces all these albums, they knew that these songs were not as big of hits mm-hmm. as um, the A side. But what was good about this college radio thing that started happening was that they would play those B-sides no matter, even though they were not the bangers. So I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, you know, even the crappy songs are okay too. Yeah, it's more of a like, it's for the fans kind of situation. Right. right. They enjoy the sound, they enjoy like the message or whatever. Right. It still happens. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, especially now like, um, like just watching how it how it all it's all playing out, like the music, like different genres that are popping up, genres that were not really important for like twenty years, all of a sudden back again. Um, so that's like to sit back and see all that happen is really cool for me. But um, Bruno Mars and it's weird because I don't like Bruno Mars that much. <laughs> but at some point, Bruno Mars like did like a whole like eighties like nineties kind of like whatever um and that kind of like surprised me that, that it went big it was like uptown funk and like a bunch of others right and i'm like damn that's funky what can what can we do that more and it, it, it happened like right. it, like it kind of just went back so 
I'm kind of happy about that. I, I, I definitely, so when I was growing up, I, you know, I had cousins that were listening to a lot of like underground, you know, punk rock stuff. And so that's what I kind of gravitated to, to listening to like non-mainstream music. And like nowadays, um, it seems like, especially with like the whole like uh, social media stars or like TikTok stars, mm-hmm. um, they're really, it's really, it's getting, I, from my perspective, I feel like it's getting harder and harder to find that, that non-mainstream music. See, I have the opposite just because like there's so much more right accessibility. Right, right. and that's, I kind of, I feel like that's why I brought it up mm-hmm. because, um, you know, the possibility that there might be, you know, there, there might be a healthy underground scene going on. Oh, yeah. And just because... They're, just because my interests are not there, mm-hmm. or my radar is not pointing in that direction, like, I don't see it. You have to, like, go to specify, like, it's, I don't know if it's the way it happens, but forums are, like, a big thing, um, where you, uh, I know that Rockhampton, it's a rap group, boy band, does, they don't make songs in, together anymore, but that's how they were founded, on the Kanye West board, uh, forum. Okay. Um, there are also, like, like actual accounts that aren't managed by anybody but the artist and they kind of just blow up sometimes okay um and it's really just a matter of like it's difficult to find things nowadays just because everything is kind of curated based on what your interests right. are and that kind of like kind of puts you in like a hole yeah um but uh they're still out there um uh, my I, mean, I have a spotify account that shit's fucked up just because <laughs> it's I, all over the place i like rap i like uh, rock i like certain parts of electronic music and like i when i get music like fed to me it never interests me just because it doesn't capture what i actually like and it's kind of like difference right know? right and i actually appreciate that you call it rap and not hip-hop <laughs> i'm um, kind of an old school guy so i have no idea what the difference is just rap sounds better <laughs> <laughs> so from what my understanding is um rap is the music uh djing is like the kind of djing part of hip-hop uh breaking is the dancing part of hip-hop um seeing oh yeah mc rap yes basically the same thing but there's like the four parts of hip-hop but whenever i hear someone call rap Mm hip-hop i can kind of just get a little i can you know i I get a gauge of like what their music know and like what they know about all that kind of stuff but but I mean if you put it that way we can kind of fuck with, we can mess with the algorithms right but just typing in some random genre in our Spotify you would think so but it's like you gotta commit to the bit if you really yeah. want to do that where it's like one day like there are certain days where I'm just like damn all I want to hear is like a drawing out random artist like I don't know um say Eminem right yeah. And then I have to, if I really, now that I'm like in a more mainstream area, now I have to like listen to something way completely different. Yeah. So it's, it's really difficult and it's like playing the algorithm never really works because you never know what the answer ah. is. <laughs> all right, I could see that totally. Um, all right, um, I think we've got a nice chunk. Um, oh, yeah. I appreciate um, you being the first interview in a while um, and... Um, if you want, we can 
kind of have another interview some other oh, time? Yeah. Oh yeah, let me know. Um, I am okay to converse. Yeah, cool. That's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here. But uh, thanks a lot, man. Yeah. And um, yeah, hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Thanks, uh, man. Take care. Um, thanks for listening everybody and please remember to like share and uh, give me five stars it really helps with distribution and um, getting known uh, around the internet thank you very much bye